0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2 C. Friday
1: afternoon at this time, of course, we always welcome Luke Smith from Envision Financial. G'day, mate. How are you? How are you coping? Mate, really good. Good to see you. Welcome back.
0: You are coping? (laughs) We're coping. We're trying.
1: (laughs) It's not not easy. We're fighting the fight. Oh, yeah, it's a good fight. Well, we're talking about how to save money and get control of your cash flow. Mm. I'll be listening (laughs) with bated breath and very open ears. Mm. But uh, with the new year... New financial yep. year here, of course. Yep. How can people get control of their cash flow and have money?
0: Yeah, look, I, again, we've had this sort of series going on for quite a while, leading into 30 June. And then last week, we talked about some New Year's resolutions. And one of the things that I've been getting in a lot of appointments lately is, well, this year I'm really going to try and save some money and I'm going to try and get a handle on where things are going. <laughs> and, you know, like most. January 1 resolutions, probably by August, September, a lot of people may have dusted these. Yeah, but
1: well, I live week by week, but <laughs> I run out of week before I save the money. <laughs>
0: it's a seven-day program that's dusted after about four days. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is obviously um, ways that people can look to try and save some money. And mm. there's some here that people know and people do, but yeah. there's also some things on here that you may not actually get to may not realise that you could actually make some significant savings and, you know, we sort of run through some of these in relation to where you can save the money and how you can save the money um, and ways that you can just, as we've said in previous shows, just slowly start to get a handle on what's coming in, what's going out Um, and, and if that happens to, we use that B for budget word at the end of something, well, okay, great, but ultimately if we can save a few dollars, then we know that we can use them for something else and we can use those for other strategies going forward. So I think some of the key takeouts of the, the 30 June lead up um, that we can we can we can sort of extrapolate on here is obviously have a separate bank account if you're gonna save. Mm. Make an active choice to send money somewhere. And not a lot of people say oh, I'm gonna save like I'm gonna go to the gym or I'm gonna stop drinking beers. Unless you stop buying beers
1: I'll be giving up the gym for a start.
0: <laughs> you, you, you're not going to actually change your behaviour. Yeah. So, when I say have a separate bank account, actively send money somewhere. It doesn't matter if it goes to your offset account, your, your kids' accounts, your wife's account, your mm. account, your partner's account, your mum's account, wherever you want to send it, send it somewhere so that you're making a choice to direct money out of your everyday account. Because I find if it's in there, it just gets used up, consumed, and, 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 and as we said before, pay wave is, is, is dangerous when it comes to saving. Um, we've also then talked about, potentially, if, if you have no self-control, pay a bit extra tax. Now, I'm, I'm, mm. not, I'm not pro this one, but for those that have no self-control and will admit that they have no self-control, an offset account can be dangerous. If you have some extra tax remitted from your salary, you can then have a forced saving this time of year when you lodge your tax return, mm you could then use that money for something else. And again, you're not thinking about it. It's automatic behavior and it's not something that you can stop or change or Mm. or get wrong. Mm. Um, Mm. So it's, it's an option there. The other big thing that people can do when they're thinking about their outgoings is have a look at some of your, what we call fixed costs. So some I've got on here are, you know, your car insurance, your house insurance, your memberships and your subscriptions. A lot of the time we always do what we've always done. And this is no different. We have money coming out of a bank account because we had things set up in the past for various reasons. It's very important to come back, circle around and say, well, do I still need it? And is it still relevant? Because in previous shows, we've talked about the importance of reviewing your insurance Mm. and looking for a competitive advantage in relation to costs. And it's something that people should do regularly. And this is no different. These are the sorts of everyday things that... People really just forget about because a lot of people may or may not look in their bank account and actually see the debits, you know, and you might have subscribed to The Australian or another newspaper or a magazine or a gym you don't go to. Well, if you're not going, actually sit down and say, well, do I need it and is it relevant? And if you apply those two terms to most things, you'll ascertain very quickly Mm -hmm. whether there is value there and you'll continue using it and, and getting something from it. Or you'll realise that, oh, wow, I've been paying a membership for three years and I haven't been. yeah, And I'm probably yeah. deep down, you know you're not going to go back. Well, if that's the case, knock it on the head.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying about newspapers. I mean, I do subscribe to quite a few of them and yeah. I see the debits coming in and all yeah. that sort of thing. But I think, well, hang on. Part of my job is to keep up with this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a news junkie anyway, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's painful to, to sort of yeah. look at it. And,
0: and that's okay if you're using yeah. it and there's a value and to And you. you can claim it on tax. Fantastic. Tax mm. I subscribed to The Australian two years ago, and I don't think I've actually ever opened one of the links to email me. So really, I look at yeah, it and yeah. go, well, do I have time to read that stuff in light of everything else? Probably not, okay. I should knock that in the, on the head as an example. Um, the other big thing is, obviously, if you're going to garnish wages set something in place so that it's automatic. So if you get paid on a Thursday, on Friday morning, have $20, $50, $100, $200, $1,000, whatever your number is, mm. sent somewhere else. But have it set up so it's automatic. Okay, You don't want to manually be doing these things because it's far too easy to forget, to slip up, to let a couple of weeks go by. What you want to see from an engagement standpoint is consistency, and good behaviours, and we've spoken about good behaviours in the past, I find that over time good behaviours outstrip any sort of fly-by-night, one-off, specky, oh, this is an amazing opportunity, because the behaviour that you instill over time is consistent, it's repetitive, and it's teachable, and that is really, really important when you want to try and get a short-term, medium-term, or long-term outcome when it comes to saving or, or, or doing a range of different things. Um I said last week, I had a a client come in the other day and says, right, I've got to find this amount of money for a boat. Now, that's great because that sort of decision or that sort of interest will drive your behaviour. Yeah. And I think that's something that people should also look to try and do is save for something because you'll be far more engaged in the process when you know what it's for. Saying you're going to do it just to do it can waver because you don't have a clear direction. The fact that they came in and said, look, I don't care what we do, I don't care where it goes,
1: I don't care where we shove the cash, I need this much for a butt. But would it be would it be a good idea to sort of put it somewhere where you can actually get it back if you need to in an emergency? Oh,
0: look, and this is what I mean, this is where you know having a separate account is, is important. Yeah. I wouldn't be trying to save in the super because then obviously you've got yeah. liquidity issues, but obviously if you've got a reason for doing something um, and you can automate it and it's consistent, and then obviously you can save money by reviewing what you're doing and that's probably the third leg of the stool in that once it's in place and once you check and see what's happening it's very important to be able to then turn around and say okay well how am i going i'm saving a thousand a month could i do 1200 actually i reckon i could okay set it in place get used to your change of behavior and then review it similar to going to the gym get over that initial soreness get used to lifting some weights, you get a little bit stronger, you lift a little bit more, and that could be said for just about any process yep. you're always doing something, evaluating it, and then amending what you do and saving and budgeting and and, and accumulating wealth is no different it's not a sprint mm-hmm. it's it's a marathon, and if you're engaged in the process you can you can really you know save a lot of money home insurance, car insurance, school fees kids subscriptions um personal insurances, um, health, and also then look to try and take advantage of some some technology. If you're not a great saver, things like up and raise, Mm. R-A-I-Z, where they round up all of your transactions from a linked bank account to the next dollar. Now, it's not a lot, but over the course of the year, you think how many transactions you put through a debit card or a credit card. And if they rounded all of those up to the next dollar, it may only be a few cents. It might be a dollar. It really depends on the volume of transaction. But if that's coming out of your account and you're not thinking about it, there's a, there's a forced little saving for the kids at Christmas yeah. that you can then access and, and use for something else. So there's a good example of using technology and then consistent behaviours that you don't need to think about. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all about looking at that home loan rate, looking at that credit card rate. Can I roll it to an interest-free card? Can we roll it to a card with a cheaper rate? Could we accumulate or or could we roll a credit card into your home loan and use money in an offset account at 3% to pay off a credit card at 19%? So this is where being engaged and having a look at your structures and your resources, and if you need to get help, get help. Mm. If you want to get a mortgage broker in and check out your rates and your structures, beautiful. If they can Mm. consolidate some debt at the same time and reduce your payments so that you can pay off more of your house, beautiful. You know, Money's Mm. never been cheaper. So it's a really good time to focus on your cash flow, focus on the repayment of your non-deductible debt and set in place those behaviours that, you know, you've got to differentiate between need and want. Um, sometimes yeah. that can be difficult. And I'm not saying live in a tent, but if you just shave the edge off a couple of things mm. over the course of a year, you can make some serious inroads into your savings. Look,
1: I notice you're advocating shop with cash but not card, if you can.
0: Yeah, look, um, PayWave is like kryptonite to a budget or to saving. Um, it, it might be old school um, And maybe everybody listening You know Remembers the days When they used to shop with cash And used to have grey Hundred dollar notes And yeah. you know Now I really am showing my age But <laughs> it puts an emotional Transaction together for you yeah. You go there And hand over your money And it happened you walk up and go, boop, It's a little bit hard in out. some
1: cases these days with COVID and that. True, yeah, but, true. We've but, got a bit of an anomaly.
0: Generally speaking,
1: I know what you Correct, mean. Correct, yeah.
0: exactly. But I find, again, it, it makes you engage with the transaction because you don't want to be the person standing at the checkout having to return mm. the undies that you can't afford because mm. you, you, you've maxed out your card or you don't have the cash that you went in to say, I'm going to spend $350 on groceries this week. It's very easy with PayWave and credit cards to just fill the trolley and deal with it later. Yeah.
1: All right. We're speaking with uh, Luke Smith from Envision Financial, as we do each Friday afternoon of this time. So how can people go about checking all this stuff? Yeah, we've been well, talking
0: about? again, it's about trying to use the information that you can get hold of now. Obviously, um, with it being 30 June, you're going to get your super statements turning up. Um, and and various other end of financial year statements. So things like your income protection and your home and contents and all these other things for investment properties and everything else that you've got going on. Good time to start collecting the post and actually having a look and opening things up. Um, Check your super fund statements. You know, we've spoken in previous shows about looking at the underlying costs and finding out if you're getting ripped off. Um, Ring your bank. If you're not sure what your interest rate is, call your bank. They should be able to tell you what the rate is over the phone. um, And then you can go out into some some software or you can go on the net or just ring a mortgage broker and, 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 and get in there and get them to take it out to the open market. Yeah, and it's see pretty accessible
1: in. these days, isn't it? You can get yeah. online, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, and, and, and a number of brokers like that. I know we use a number of different brokers and they're quite happy to, to undertake that sort of analysis as a as a health check for people at no cost. So if you need a broker and you want someone to run through some numbers and you're not going to incur a fee, um, give us a call. We can put you in touch with some people there. Um I select for the health insurance, obviously get onto some of those or the squirrel looking thing, whatever that ad is, you know, compare the pair that's the one, you know, they're actually, as as silly as it sounds, a good starting point to get an open um, view of what you're actually comparing. And and what I will say is make sure you understand what you're comparing. Because the one thing I do find, especially when people come in on the insurance front, oh, this one's cheaper, but they haven't compared the underlying inclusions and benefits. So... Cheaper is not always better. Make sure you have an understanding of what you're comparing. If you don't know how to do it, get some help. Um, Check the Superfund fees, get a second opinion in relation to car contents uh, and bundle things where you can. Generally, if you can lump a number of things in together, there's some fairly significant discounts available for um, most things. Um, because obviously one provider wants all your goods and chattels. Um, so take advantage of that. Um, check that out. Um, your behaviour, as I said before the before the break, a change in your behaviour. Only slightest change can make such a big deal yeah. um, over time. And I can pretty much guarantee in a lot of situations, we set savings plans up for people. They don't notice the money. They think they will, but they don't. And the nice thing is that you've always got access to it, provided you have your offset account or your redraw facility set up correctly. So you're not limiting your ability to use that money for something else, but you can actively send it somewhere to make an informed decision about what you're doing. Mm.
1: I hear what you're saying about the things like I select and compare the market and all that sort of thing, uh, especially when it comes to health insurance. Mm. That's uh, that's a major one because somebody close to me mm. uh, went through that exercise just as a bit of an exercise and that's all it was. She was with a particular uh, health fund for many, 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 many years. Mm. Wasn't real happy with it, uh, especially with the returns she got and she had a few problems with she had yep. to go through. And then she did a, a comparison with this mob and they put her onto this other one, she's happy as a a proverbial mm. and paying less and the benefit is better. Yeah, so, well, so you know, it's... it's she, she's, oh, who'd have thought?
0: And, and the thing is, for, for the amount of time, get someone to do it. I, I had an instance last week where you know we had a $5,500 reduction in somebody's insurance premiums and they thought what they had was good. Mm. But as someone said mm. famously, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> um, and when you do find out, I'd rather people find out now than five, six years down the road. Yeah. and go, oh, because you can see in their, in the back of their mind, they're going, oh, I could have done this like five years. Oh. That's right. And exactly you, can, what you can feel mm. that sick in the guts feeling for them. Yes. You know, so it pays to just check. Um, and if you're going to do it, do it all at once. Mm. Knock it over once a year. Carry on with your life.
1: So just reviewing, you know? yeah, constant reviewing, just, or annual reviewing. Yeah,
0: you mm. don't need to do this, you know, every month, every every six months. But if you had one concerted effort in a 12-month period, you'd be quite surprised what you can uh, what you can save because you may not have the ability to compare the underlying costs. So get some help and, and understand what
1: you're paying for. Okay. You say change your behaviour, focus on what uh, will change the outcome. Yep. Superfund fees, what about that?
0: Yeah, look, similar. Um, a good time to collect the statements. Obviously, some funds charge an admin fee. Some charge what they call, well, an indirect cost ratio. And they can be either really, really sharp or really, really scary Um, but you can't make the assumption that because you don't pay an admin fee, your fund is cheap because you need to look at all of the underlying costs in totality. Um, We spoke uh, in in a previous show about how people disclose fees and actually understanding what you're looking at. And a lot of the industry funds are very good at not explaining things very well, or making something bold in a document without then pointing out these four or five things underneath. So it's important that you look at things in totality and understand what you're comparing. Get your checklist out. You know, Have I got an admin fee? Have I got an ICR fee? Is there a property fee? Is there a borrowing fee? Is there a transaction fee? Is there a rollover fee? And then look at those things across the funds you're going to compare it to, and you'd be quite surprised that some things that are perceived cheap are actually a lot more expensive than you realise when you look at all of the ancillary fees and charges that are associated with those accounts. So, again, just make sure that you're comparing apples with with apples um, and then you you, you Mm. won't be, you know, surprised.
1: And have a budget that's not going to kill you.
0: Well, again, budget's not a dirty word, right? Mm. Everybody could do with a little bit of a budget just so that you can do nothing else than buy the kids some toys at the end of the year, buy a car, have a holiday or whatever it may be. The one thing I've learned from COVID and my engagement with clients at the moment is everyone is shocked at how much money they are saving or saved while they were in quarantine because they didn't have five lattes a day. They weren't driving to work. They weren't paying for dry cleaning. They weren't doing all this other stuff. And it's actually been quite a a positive eye-opener that people can actually save who for years and years and years have, have fought me and said, well, no, no, I just can't do it. And my answer to that is, well, that's cool. I'll just garnish your wages and take it off you, and then you don't have a choice. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, they always come back and go, wow, what a great decision. Yeah. I'm glad I've saved that money. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to try and help you just do the little things that then become you know, much larger things over time.
1: Okay, a few seconds to go, but uh, we've got through a hell of a lot there, Luke. Yeah. If what, people want to sort of question you a bit more or get some yeah. more information, what do they do? Yep. Yeah.
0: so 62604749, you can come in, sit down, and we can and try and if, – if there's nothing else than a budgeting strategy, um, I know an avid listener, Jackie Carpenter. Jackie, if you're listening, this one's for you. Very impressed with what your son has done. Um, he's picked it up and, and, and run with what we've worked on, and it's everything that we've talked about in today's episode. So, you know, there's there's some proof in the pudding there. Um, okay. Obviously, we've got the podcast, Strategy Stacker, on iTunes and, and Spotify, and YouTube, You know, Envision Financial Canberra. Everything's there. You can stop, pause it, watch it.
1: Okay, you're back with uh, you're yeah. back with Leon next week. We are mate. Good to see you, mate. Take right. care. Have Take a good care. week. Thanks, Thank you. mate. Bye.